Last time on Almost Heroes. So we start our episode with Cosmo falling to his death. Manages to narrowly escape going splat on the ground, but he found himself uh, wrapped up in a fight with some undead bat monstrosities. Glenn and Rangrim are quickly tailing behind him. Uh, when they catch up, turns out the bats were targeting specifically and almost only Cosmo, but the boys quickly dispatched him as expected. Once the bats were dispatched, the guys need to set up camp. In the middle of the night during Cosmo's watch, the group's visited by a bounty hunter or a messenger named Zephyr. He's kind of this western, southern gentleman. He had a, a, a belt array of wands that definitely didn't look like they belonged to him. Um, through some conversation, Zephyr alludes to a large bounty for two members of the gang, two of the three. Um, and after some tense conversation between Zephyr and Cosmo and Rangrim, uh, Glenn pulls Zephyr aside to discuss a potential partnership between Zephyr and uh, his patron, the Baron. The Baron is known for um, kind of being the head of the, the under the seedy underbelly of all that is Goldbreak. Um, and I, I would ultimately say Sakal, I believe. Um, after committing to seeing the Baron at a later date uh, by Glynn, Zephyr dis- disappears literally into his own smoke. As the next day unfolded, um, the group kind of woke up feeling well-rested, and they headed their way to Rockdale, the nearest city. Um, as they were heading down the, pa- uh, the path, they came across what appeared to be a fancy carriage that was being swallowed up by the ground itself by some sort of clay monster coming out of the earth. And that's where we left off. Awesome. Thank you very much, BK. That brings us to episode 37, Clay Fighters. We pick up with our almost heroes on their way south, coming across a fancy-looking carriage that seems to be half-swallowed up by the clay ground below. And as they get closer, the ground itself seems to rise up, forming a massive clay torso and arms looming over the carriage. A small, stout form wearing luxurious clothing leans out of the wagon, shouting, Help me! Help me, someone! And uh, with that, we can pick up. Uh, what do you all want to do? You are probably at least 100 to 150 feet away. Uh, I'm going to, or Glenn, I guess, who's not driving the cart at this time, is going to kind of position himself squarely on the top of the cart just so we know he's not going to you know, fall off. And he's going to send Poe forward and bamp into Poe's eyes. And um, I'd say probably fly like 20, 30 feet above the ruckus and just see what he can see. Okay, yeah. Um, so kind of as uh, as you're getting closer with Poe, roll me a, a perception check with advantage. And you can use yours because you're um, using your in Poe's vision. Because I am of the Poe. You're of the Poe. You're officially in the Poe. First one, not great. Second one, a little bit better. Uh, 15. Okay. Uh, yeah, so with this 15, you're you're flying over the scene and basically what you're you're seeing is this uh, this the ground itself is lifting up and self-forming into this like basically Sandman-esque figure that's like this clay cracked uh, elemental like kind of earthen monstrosity that it's like pulling itself out of the ground these like thick like redwood tree t- trunk-esque arms with these like kind of like sharpened pointy like cracked clay fingers are self-forming as it's pulling itself out of the ground these arms lifting up um towering over this this caravan and as it's pulling itself up you can see that there are like legs and arms of figures you can even see like maybe like the 
the like the back half of like a horse that's actually like in this dirt as well it's potentially been swallowed up and it's just become part of this form um as it, it as this figure lifts itself out of the ground and is kind of like towering over this uh this carriage below um and and as this is happening that's kind of what you're seeing from poe um can poe identify um who want to phrase this um I guess more because Glenn would be inside Poe's eyes. Uh, can I tell if this is a magic like golem or is this a um, like earthen beast? Like, does it look like naturally forming by something else or does it look like someone's controlling it? Uh, roll me an Archon check. Oh, God. That's uh, not bad. 13 plus 316. Okay. Um, I will say that you know the difference between like you can kind of like from your studies and knowledge uh and just from your past experiences you can kind of generally understand the differences between like a golem and an elemental um that's the question i meant to say (laughs) yeah you're getting um like it's a little it's it's difficult for you to tell um but you just the way that it's it's kind of moving i you're you're getting like a little bit more golem vibes from this thing um and that that might just be a hunch but that's kind of where you're where you're at right now okay i'll let the guys go before i blink back in case they want to do um, anything but yeah I'm, I'm curious how you all want to if you are looking to approach the situation or it does seem like uh this thing lifting itself out of the ground, uh, its fo- its focus and its attention does seem to be uh, getting drawn to the small gnome who is sticking its head out the window and yelling. Um, Cosmo would, as we approach, uh, you know, so we were about 150 feet. Cosmo would probably get out of the cart and start to move up, and it's just, well, are you alone in there? Um, okay, you're, you're yelling to the gnome. Uh, so the gnome, uh, I mean, you're yelling over a pretty good distance, uh, but the gnome who is, like, not paying attention to, like, the big thing that's kind of Didn't he yell help him. us? Yeah, he's help. He's just yelling generally help, oh, okay. um, it, just, like, to anyone that's around. Uh, and uh, so they, they, they kind of hear your uh, your cry over this distance, and, like, they, they kind of seem to, like, they don't even see this thing self-forming above them. Uh, and they're like looking out at you. Um, they're kind of like their eyes lock on you, and they're like, "Oh, oh my God! Y- yes, yes, I, I, I am. I well, I, I had companions, but they seem to be, uh, well, they're not here anymore. So, uh, h- help! Right. Well, then uh, let's get you out of there. And uh, Cosmo is going to kind of look at the ground in front of him, and um. I don't really know, like, let's say Cosmo moves up to about, like, 40 feet from the cart. And uh, he is kind of, like, um, just observing the ground, realizing that the this ground seems to be alive of some form. He doesn't understand why. And uh, he's trying to get a feel for if he can tell how much of the ground is... Um, alive i guess like you know what i mean right so uh roll me a uh just roll me a perception check sure um cosmo's going to actually pick up a rock and uh noticing that the cart is sinking he's just going to kind of skim a a rock across the dirt (laughs) okay and 
Well, we'll see how well. You said perception. Yeah. A twelve. Okay. Um, so I'll say you take this, uh, you take this rock and you kind of skip it across and it bounces, uh, kind of bounces off of the palanquin or the carriage that's kind of being absorbed into the ground. I will say too, that the, the, it, it seems to like kind of be slowing a little bit now that this form has like pulled itself out of the ground. It's, it doesn't seem like the, uh, the carriage is sinking down as quickly. Um, and as the rock kind of like bounces off, it does like kind of sink halfway down into the ground, but it doesn't seem like it's, it's like not liquid uh it seems like there's a little bit more surface tension than that do i get a sense of like where the sinking begins uh yeah i'll say you probably get a feeling that uh i mean if you, probably a good 10 feet around the cart seems to be uh, and, and around this figure it seems like you can see that the ground is like it's it almost looks like sand and it has like a slight uh shifting quality to it like okay. maybe 10 feet five to 10 feet around the cart okay um then Cosmo will probably move up another 20 feet. Okay. And um, as he, like, moves up, he is reaching for his rope, like, in his pouch, and is going to try and uh, see if he's got those good fishing skills still. Okay. And, uh, just just for my knowledge, is anyone else moving up? Uh, I mean, Rangram, uh, we'd still be in the cart, Glenn and Rangram at this point. Right. Technically, yes, you would be off this map uh, in you the know, cart if, still. If Cosmo had... Uh, run up i definitely we would have if i were driving we would have followed behind him at a pretty steady clip i imagine he was putting those dwarf legs to uh <laughs> good use you know natural sprinters those dwarfs. um so okay. we would have we would have at least followed up behind him but i wouldn't have taken any direct action behind just uh following behind for um cosmo just yet okay. and you say so, you were did you say rangram was driving the cart or no yes okay okay so, um, yeah, so I, if you all are kind of staying in that area, keeping your distance still, like, you know, with the cart there, then we can just, we can let Cosmo uh, do his thing that he wants to do. So the only thing that Glenn would have, uh, Glenn would have stayed on top of the cart and with Poe, he would have taken another pass and okay. looked to see if there's any, like, anything besides this going on, um, considering Glenn did well on his arcana and thinks this might not be the most natural occurrence he's going to start looking for see if there's like another entity around besides these two okay yeah roll me uh roll me another perception check perception Ooh, that's much better uh 18 plus 6 24 okay uh with 24 pose flying around uh and kind of like off um kind of off on one of these ridges behind some rocks uh Poe, like, you see, like, a slight, like, almost like a slight shimmer, um, but that's, you just get, you just get a slight, a slight shimmer, like, almost like a, a heat haze in the air, uh, in this one area, kind of, uh, behind this rock right here. Sorry, right, where was it, right where? Ah, right okay. Um, yeah, I'll let, oh, I'll wait a, a round, I'll let Cosmo do what he's doing. All right, Cosmo, let's right. go fishing. Um, yeah, so Cosmo, he kind of drops his bag on the ground, grabs his road out, and he's just like, well, let's get you out of there, uh, little fella. And he's gonna, like, try and, uh, tie, kind of like a lasso, I suppose, on this one, and, uh, swing it onto him. So roll me a sleight of hand. I really hope you don't just make a noose and kill this guy. (laughs) Isn't a noose a lot? Aren't they the same? Yeah, <laughs> that's what I'm saying. It's like, I hope he, he grabs the rope and the rope doesn't grab him. Great. 
sleight of hand. Sleight of hand, 10. Okay. So, um, I, so then combined with that, roll me an athletics check. Oh, sure. Okay. Athletics. Hey, great. Athletics is a uh, 21. Okay. So with, <laughs> with your, uh, kind of middling, uh, sleight of hand there, what I'm going to say is you, you tie this knot, you're doing this pretty quickly. You're like, okay, huh, whatever, throwing it together. You, you are able to lasso this thing and the gnome who is like sticking their arms at the window, it grabs them right around the middle with their arms up. And, uh, with a, a sound of surprise, you yank them backwards out this window, uh, Whereas the rope, as you pull it taut, uh, comes undone, and it pulls them out of the window. The rope comes untied. They fall uh, kind of into the sand, and then they start, you see them kind of slowly start to, like, sink down into it, uh, just outside of the window of the cart. Uh, they are now screaming in absolute abject horror uh, as, as, this, uh, as this is happening. Um, but they are right on the edge of what seems to be the kind of, like, unstable ground. So, uh, what do you want to do? Oh, uh, well, sorry about that. It's not me best not. It was a little bit of a rush. Uh, let's get this going again. Are, are you trying to, are you trying um, to lasso them or are you going to pull them out? Uh, yeah, Cosmo, l- realizing that this guy is at the edge of this, he'll turn back at to the other guys and just, well, can I use some of you just distract this thing? If You know, get up here and help. And he's going to, like look up and notice if the monster notices what I'm doing. Cosmo, you look up, and as you're looking up towards this monster, you see it's one of its massive fists come down and just smash the palanquin literally in half. Uh, It, like, breaks it in the center, and this thing just, like, kind of, like, almost like the two halves of the Titanic start kind of, like, sinking down deeper into this sand. Um, and as it does that, it seems to almost pull, like, its hand kind of forward, like, forms back with the ground where it connected in the center of the palanquin, and it uses it to, like, pull itself forward, uh, just ripping this thing apart, uh, and is getting much closer to you now. Um, and uh, it, it seems like its attention is now on the uh, the little uh, the little gnome and also the dwarf that is uh, kind of taking that gnome away from him. Um, so Cosmo, hoping that his friends have heard his cry for help, is going to rush up and uh, grab said n- gnome. Okay. Um, yeah, just roll me an athletics check with advantage. Great. Actually, no, just a straight up and down athletics check because he's a he's a portly fellow. Uh, while this is happening, because uh, we're not just standing there watching, um, Poe is going to land on that rock mm-hmm. that was shimmering strangely. Mm-hmm. And what happens? Uh, does a 23 hit Poe? Mm-hmm. Uh, Poe sees a uh, basically a little burst of flame um, as some something reaches out and uh, just basically eviscerates Poe quickly. Okay. Uh, when that happens, Glenn's going to blink back to being passed out on top of the cart, and he's going to say to Rangrim, he goes, you got to help Cosmo. I'll take care of the caster. And he's just going to run up the hill. Okay. He's going to start going this way. Uh, yeah, we're, we're about to get into uh, initiative here. Um, so, uh, yeah, Rangrim, what do you want to do? Rangrim would have been charging for I heard him. I heard him, 
And Rangrim's going to cast Thaumaturgy. So for the next minute, my voice is three times as loud as it normally is. <laughs> and I'm just yelling, Hey, you! Leave my friend and that other small thing and that other guy alone. Okay, roll persuasion check with advantage. I do want to point out that my voice is that loud for a minute, and it is not a concentration. Sweet. <laughs> Perfect. Is that like chatter, <laughs> or can you like turn it off and turn it on? I have no idea. So it's like, gonna, like to use yeah, my no. normal speaking voice is just going to be yeah. excessively loud. The Saturday Night Live skit about that. But... And I'm sorry. What did you say? What did you say, Johnny? Uh, persuasion. Persuasion with advantage. Yeah. Uh, Twenty-one. Okay. Uh, so, Cosmo, you looking up at this thing that's kind of towering over you and it's kind of crawling its way towards you on these like basically. Imagine it's constantly always attached to the ground and as hands like kind of like when it ever touches the ground, they immediately fuse with it and then basically it kind of lifts its hands back out of it again. So it's like this thing, it's just this torso and these big tree-like arms that are constantly like part of it is always attached as part of the ground. Um, It's like swimming its way towards you, kind of like someone wading their way through waist-deep water. Um, And so it's like coming, it's it's absolutely just like towering over you and then all of a sudden you hear Rangrim's like a booming voice from behind you. Uh, as just yelling, yelling down the path, uh, telling it to leave its for his friends alone. And you see this thing like lift its head, these two like kind of like coal-like burning orb eyes uh, inside of its head, these kind of like molten orbs uh, lift up and just kind of like look over uh, down the path. And for a second, it takes its attention off of you uh, as Rangrim is charging forward. And I think we can give you a little bit of a little bit of extra extra boost there to get a little closer. Um, so, Cosmo, what was that athletics check? Uh, it was a 23. Sweet. Uh, so with that, I'll say that you can move up to your full speed in uh, in a direction, wherever direction you would like to go. Generally, the direction away from said beastie. And because of Rangrim's, uh, you know, persuasion check, I will say that you do not get a tech opportunity from this thing. Huh? What? Well, you were, you were technically moving out of its range, so it would have gotten Oh, I'm in its range. Oh, Oh, okay. If, but because Rangrim distracted it, that is, you are clear. I see. I, am I pulling the gnome creature with me? I assume you have hoisted this gnome, this, okay, uh, this, this fancy boy gnome onto, or this fancy gnome onto your shoulders and are just huffing, hoofing away with him. Yes. Yes. So we'll go, uh, full distance 25 would be here. And I'll, oh, I can't grab the gnome friend. That's fine. I'll take the gnome. Thanks. There you go. Uh, and yes. uh, Cosmo just kind of like sets him next to a tree and just says, try to stay out of trouble. Uh, we'll deal with said beastie. Uh, y- yes, I, I I don't have anywhere else to be. And... Great. Well, uh, my name's Cosmo if you need anything. Otherwise, uh, just stay out of trouble. Uh, and uh, then... You can call me Baldor, but it's not going to matter if I don't live to see another day. Well, uh... Let's hope you do with their uh, bow door. Love how calm Cosmo is. Like a stewardess. Like, please just follow the exit lights. To the... He's used <laughs> to it. The plane's You're... coming down. He's like, please keep going. You are disturbingly calm, young man. <laughs> Thanks. Um, it... I I think that we can roll into initiative with this. But let us screen shatters. Battle music starts. I did it. Nat twenty. Oh, nice. For a total of what? 21. (laughs) I still beat you with the 22. (laughs) 21. 21. 
Overall bingo. Um, 21. Yeah. I got 22. This guy rolled like butts. Ooh, got a 13. one. You got a one with a negative one. <laughs> he doesn't get to go. He's done. He just he hangs out the whole time. Paralyzed. Okay. Uh, Glenn, start us off. Uh, okay. So it's this. This is the Shimmering Rock. Uh, it would be this. the Shimmering Rock right next to where Poe was. Yes, exactly. Okay. So Glenn's going to take his bonus action mm-hmm. and dash and take his full movement plus his bonus action to dash, which would get me 60 feet, which would get me the whole way there. Here. And Glenn is going to nice. just chop through the rock, just knowing that it's glimmered once and there's something in it. He's just going to swing through. So actually, the, the glimmering, the, the shimmering was actually behind the rock. There was like, it's like a heat haze uh, behind of the rock in empty, in like empty Oh, just air. emptying behind it? Mm. Yes. Okay, um, I thought it was the actual rock that was glimmering. No, sorry. Uh, it, when you get over there too, uh, roll me a perception check. Oh, I definitely would not. Okay, whatever. I'll say it. No, I, yeah, if you want to change it, uh, nope, change nope, it up. Nope, nope, nope. I said it. Perception check. Uh, 12. Okay. Uh, Glenn, you get over there, uh, just kind of like hoofing it across this space, expecting to see that glimmer behind the rock. You do not see it, and you don't see it around you currently, which probably scares the ever-living crap out of you. I don't see around me? What, what you, don't, you don't see uh, any glimmer, like you don't see that heat haze form or that, that heat haze near you at all. Um, you're like, you get behind this rock exactly where Poe was when he got killed, and you just don't see it. Um, then on my person... I'm going to remember the the studying that I had done um, from that small mage's book, and on my person, I'm going to cast darkness. Oh, rad! So okay. fifteen foot circle, or I I'm going to say it originates from me is okay. just pure black. Well, it's just yeah, it's just complete darkness, magical darkness spread from point choose, then range fill fifteen foot blah blah blah. Rad, uh, yeah, you do shit. you are concealed within this. Uh, globe of darkness basically this like half dome uh that's uh, you know that is visible among like above the surface that's my turn rad um awesome cosmo what are you doing oh um so cosmo uh like seen as what is is the beast um fo- fo- the, the beast thing is focused on rangrim uh, currently, yes, it is focused on Rangrim. Okay. Um, okay, I have an idea. Um, is there, like, obviously across the road, I'm, I'm seeing on the map that there is a rock there just across the way. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm looking for something to put, like, uh, try this lasso thing again on and maybe uh, make like a trip wire. Okay. And so I, as this thing is like trying to approach Rangram, I want to trip it. So I want to be able to throw it across the road and hook something. Okay. Uh, yeah. So you have a tree near you so you can tie it off if you need to. So uh, roll me a, Oh, that's true. Yeah, roll me a. Hmm. I'll um, yes. actually. 
gonna change that. I'm actually just gonna tie this knot around this tree near me, and I'm gonna run, run across. <laughs> That's better than you having to do another sleight of hand. Yes, check, please. I don't think you're very strong in the dex category. No, I do have a plus one, but that's you know, one in twenty that I actually do anything decent with it. Mm -hmm. um, I have more than a plus one in just real life with uh, <laughs> sleight of hand. Indeed. Okay. Uh, so, what do you need from me then? Uh, nothing. It's just all movement. Uh, so, I okay. guess uh, just just a uh, sleight of hand with advantage for tying the knot. I think Around that's the tree. The thing. Yeah. Okay. All right. Thick. Okay. Um, sleight of hand, gentleman's twenty. Okay. Uh, that is absolutely adequate. So you're able to tie it around the tree very quickly uh, and then run over to this rock and tie it off uh, to the other side. That's just going to use the movement. I'm not going to take your actual action from you for doing that. Okay. Um, so basically it's tied around this tree here next mm -hmm. to the gnome, and I'm going to go... You can also hold your action if you'd like to. No, I'm going to go across to here and tie it. Mm -hmm. um, and then... Um... Let's see. I will. I guess I will hold my action then. Okay. Um, I'm. Uh, yeah, that's what I'm gonna do. Yeah. So you're just you're waiting for it at this point. Um, and you can use. Uh, I assume if you're using it, you can. Do you want to like hold your like, convert it into potentially movement to like get away, or do you want to just hang out there and wait to attack it? What's your action that you're holding? Um, I am. I'm holding an attack action. Okay. Uh, because the hope is that I'm going to be able to trip this thing and jump on it and smash its head, right? You know, that, that is that is something that could happen. That's a potential outcome of one of the parallel universes that we're entering into at every second. Uh, Rangrim, yeah. it is your turn. Okay, uh, Rangrim is going to. So he's that rope is kind of just in front of me by what's that like probably five or ten feet. Mm -hmm. uh, Rangrim is going to keep shouting at the big glide golem. Hey, uh, ugly! Why are you blind and dumb? And I'm going to cast Spiritual Weapon to summon my spiritual weapon nice. right next to me. And um, I don't know how, I don't know if we've ever done this before with spell casting, but I'm going to hold my action to cast Invisibility once he gets to the rope. Okay. Yeah, that's fine. So I'll, I'll still burn the spell slot right now. So if you know he doesn't get to the rope, I still end up burning it. But I'm holding that action to cast invisibility once he makes it to or beyond the rope. Okay, sounds good. Uh, and zombie is on the field now. Oh, yes. Zombie. My trusty, <laughs> trusty spiritual weapon. <laughs> um, I can't bring myself to change it at this point. It still says weapon on my side, but I just know that it doesn't actually say it on your side. <laughs> nope. It um, still says zombie. <laughs> So, uh, all right. So this clay golem, uh, who has its hand still in the center of this, uh, destroyed palanquin, uh, just like absolutely just starts crawling its way towards you. These tree trunk like arms forming with the ground as it does. And you can see that every time it touches the ground, the ground around it does that rippling. And it like seems to change from being this like normal, like hardened clay path to being like, uh, almost like a more fluid kind of uh newtonian like fluid kind of material think think GAC uh from the uh you know from the 90s kind of situation um but uh this thing uh this thing moves down and just comes straight towards rangrim uh and is going to yeah let me see just come straight across uh across that rope uh 
so as it does, what happens is this thing like kind of with its form being like part of the ground itself and its arms being part of the ground itself, as it passes through, it has one arm out of the ground and one of them is like basically keeping itself uh, like kind of stabilized while it's moving its other hand forward. So one hand is actually in the ground sliding forward. The other one's kind of lifting to move forward. This rope cuts the arm that is connected to the ground. It kind of like cuts it like a cheese grater as it passes through and this, uh, this arm kind of collapses and this torso kind of falls forward off balance with its other hand catching it um, as it kind of like starts to uh, reform this other arm. But it is like taken off of balance. So I'm going to give it disadvantage on its attack action that it's going to do. Um, so and the Rangram first room is now invisible. Okay. And Rangram is now invisible. Uh, Rangram, I'm definitely going to give it a uh, super disadvantage on this, but one of the things that's going to happen is its torso is falling towards you forward. Um, and it's going to do an inadvertent slam attack on you with disadvantage. Yeah. Yeah. That's what happens when we trip huge things towards the short, short guy. Um, that is a uh, it's not even even gonna get close to you honestly nice yeah it is oh yeah no it's a 14 to hit um this thing falls forward and you're able to like kind of like whoa just out of like kind of like step back just a little bit as this body slams to the ground and then it's able to kind of like lift itself back up onto one of its uh onto one of its arms while it's trying to reform the other one um and as that's happening it sees you disappear it kind of looks over to the side sees cosmo Sweet. So uh, it is going to uh, attack Cosmo with disadvantage. And then uh, pending that, I have also held my attack action. Okay. Um, yeah, so it uh, <laughs> it does not. Uh, I don't think it hits you. That's uh, that's an 18. No. Mm-mm. It, it takes its arm and just kind of like lifts it out of the ground and slams it into the side of this mountain. And as it does so, uh, you see this kind of like softened clay kind of like explode uh, and like shower down around you from this clay arm and kind of like rocks and pieces of like softened clay kind of fall down onto you and kind of make this dust cloud. Um, but aside from that, your vision being a little bit obscured, uh, this thing did not hit you. So that's going to bring us to the top of the round uh, with Glenn. Uh, sweet. Um, so I'm in a giant oh, orb of darkness. I, I just realized Cosmo yeah. held an attack action. Do you want to attack? Um, oh, yeah. Uh, sure. Yeah. So how is this thing's like, uh, all right. So it trying to make sure I got it. So I'm like tucked behind this rock with this rope. It mm-hmm. slammed into the hillside above me with one of its arms mm-hmm. and the other one, it tried to get Rangrim in front of me with it. The other one? It almost fell on Rangrim. The torso almost crushed Rangrim. Oh, okay, okay. As it was moving forward. The other arm is currently being reformed uh, because oh, it was kind of side. cheese. It was, yeah, it okay. was cheese sliced off with your rope. Okay. Um. So is its... This seems like a Cosmo type question. Is its head down low enough for me to smash it? I will say that it's down low yeah. enough to smash it. It's okay. also like about as thick as a, a redwood tree. That's fair. That's a, quote that. Is its head down low enough for me to smash it? I mean, and if we, if we play who said that, it's true. I yes. think we'll put that in the easy category. Your main Cosmo. <laughs> um, we're gonna do this. <laughs> uh, I don't know why that command didn't work, but whatever. Anyways, uh, we're gonna smash. Uh, that feels good. Oh, there it goes. 
it's just going really slow. <laughs> okay. Um, so it's a 21 and a 20. Not a, uh, not a natural 20, but dirties. Uh, yes, uh, both of those hit. Okay. Terrific. And uh, kind of get Cosmo gives this thing the old one, two uh, with his uh, war pick. He's definitely using the sharp pick side to mm-hmm. like cut into this thing's face and does it for um, 11 and 6. So 17 damage he does. Okay. Uh, yeah, so you you dig this uh, this pickaxe into uh, this thing's head, and like it's almost like your car, like it it, all, it literally is like your mining, like you're you're digging away into this like kind of like around its head in particular, and like towards the end of its arms, you can see that it has the ability to like harden parts of its body, and so like as it's moving, it softens, but then as like the more static elements of this this form like will harden and like get like a crust to them almost, and so you're like pickaxing through this like kind of uh like off off white like off brown like kind of tannish clay um and the side of its head and as you're like picking it away um you can see that like the more of the soft uh clay will like form back into that spot kind of refilling those spaces that you chipped away great well that is the end of my attack action and we can move on to glenn glenn it is actually your turn now terrific thanks glenn thanks glenn (laughs) <laughs> no worries. I'm glad you held your action. Someone did something. Um, okay, so I'm in this giant dark orb, um, kind of having a loose bearing of where I was previously. I'm going to, not with vision, but using my clockwork earwig, I'm going to take a bonus action to activate it and do an auditory perception check to see if I can hear the thing that was causing the, the shimmering haze near me. Okay. Um, yes. So I will say that, um, yeah, roll me a perception check with advantage. It do get sweet. Uh, definitely glad I been, used that advantage. Sorry, I guess it would have technically been just straight up and down roll because there's disadvantage. But if you're doing if just I'm, odd. I, yeah, I'm, I'm intentionally not even obeying my eyes. I'm just like sure. eyes closed, daredevil style. Um, sure. 24. I got a okay. nine and a natural 18. Okay. Um, you hear, you hear movement. Um, it's hard to discern from where, uh, you would probably guess, uh, kind of like to the, like to the North of you a little bit. Um, if we were looking compass road style with this map, uh, kind of to the North, uh, but the, uh, like it would be difficult for, I mean, you would be attacking with this advantage in the darkness, but you can tell that there is some sort of movement in this, in this this orb of darkness with you okay and i would have been able to like kind of feel the rocks next to me so i would mm-hmm. like use that as a like a a push-off point as a reference almost and yep yeah i'm gonna i'm gonna move like 10 feet and just take a really wide arcing swipe and see if i catch purchase of anything um to my north <laughs> i'm just gonna okay. go the way i heard so yeah i'm gonna move just a little bit forward and just take like a super wide swing okay awesome uh Roll me a attack with disadvantage. Sweet. So I have one <laughs> mechanics question. If it's technically, if if they can't see me, it would be a sneak attack and I'd get advantage. Is it 50-50 or is it still my attack that's just like... I think that you can't. Um... Okay. No, that's fair. That's fair, dude. That's, yeah. that's fair. Because yeah. I'm, I'm shooting blind, but I'm going it off my perception check. So I'll go, I'll go disadvantage. Uh, wow. It's 
a 19 and an 11 uh, plus 11 plus 9, so a dirty 20. Okay. I will say this. You, so you catch something. Uh, you, you feel this, this blade uh, sink into something and you hear like a, a pretty loud like, like cry of pain uh, that sounds almost like a growl. And then you just like your, your spidey sense goes off, your magic sense starts tingling. I need you to make a dexterity saving throw with disadvantage. Yikes. Uh, that was bad, but I'm going to give the disadvantage. Uh, 11 total. Glenn, you are uh, you are blasted uh, with like your your body just feels like it's on fire, um, and you are hit with uh, these kind of like hellish flames that just like engulf your body for a second. Um, and I need you to scoop up just like a little bit of damage for me. So, mine would have been sneak attack though, right? Because there's no way that he saw me coming. Wouldn't that be a sneak right. attack? For okay. sure. Yeah, you would get your sneak attack damage. Um, oh, so sweet. Golem falls to pieces, and Glenn and whatever he's fighting are both dead in the corner of the map. Yeah, just we both exploded. <laughs> um, uh, so I need you to scoop up uh, 16 points of fire Oof. damage. Um, as you're, basically your body is engulfed in these, these hellish flames uh, that seem to just like, you're, you're, basically you can't see it, but like if anyone could see you right now, your robes are just so I'm feeling great. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I definitely didn't change out too. I'm definitely wearing the white robe, so I guess it. Sorry, Breaking Branch, you're gonna need to draw a new costume. Uh, yeah, They've I mean, gotten covered in wine at this point. They've gotten covered in like blood, tons of different yeah. things. Yeah, you think yeah, really. like, a lot of puke down not. these sleeves, <laughs> and it's my own. <laughs> I just picture that it's never been cleaned. It's just like it's just the not white robes at this point. They're just oh, yeah. they've seen it all. There's just only one pair. They're they have Elven lamination on them. They're fine. Um, <laughs> Scotch Elven Scotchgard. Yeah, twenty nine damage to the beast. Okay, uh, you yeah you dig deep into this thing. I'm gonna give them uh, just you know I'm gonna roll up Constitution save throw is actually really good, um, or not Constitution save throw. Um, my God, what is the other word? The one uh, concentration. <laughs> concentration save throw. There you go. It was very good. Um, so they, uh, y- I mean you don't know that you just hear this uh, basically this cry of pain, this growl, and then you hear like a word of kind of like basically spit at you in this uh, this language you do not understand. Um, and then you, like, you don't, you still don't, I mean, you can't see that, nope. but that's basically what happens. Neither can um, they. Yeah. So I'm, I'm like, at this point, Glenn's totally harnessing uh, the training he's been doing with Chandrell, and it's just like completely at peace, just standing there, not like panicked, not like lashing out, just takes a dash, swipes where he would have thought Chandrell would have been like in training and just continues to stand like completely at okay. peace and okay. completely awesome. Darkness. Sounds good. Uh, yeah, that was really cool. Um, Cosmo, what are you doing? Um, did this thing's face feel actually look like it took damage, or did it look like it seemed to not? Um, I will say that I don't know if you've ever fought some sort of elemental or like no. clay creature before, or any kind of earthen monstrosity before. But I will say, from your knowledge of like the dwarves harnessing. Uh, you know, earthen elementals and things of that sort, you would know that the magic itself that binds them together can be damaged, whether or not this creature itself feels the damage. But like, you you do know that like, your weapon should likely be doing damage based on the fact that like, you know that it does magical damage. Got it. Okay. All right. 
Um, okay. Just based on your history of, with, you know, the Dwarven culture. Okay. Um, Alright. Sweet. Then, um... He is going to... I think he's just kind of locked in combat. He's really the only thing within any amount of range for... Because Rangram's invisible still. Um... And so he's just going to take advantage of this thing being half downed and um, he's going to use his bonus action to um, Hunter's Mark and really hone in on this thing uh, do some damage. That's not going to hit. Also not going to hit. Whiffing it. They were eights, so I'm going to... I rolled two twos back to back. So <laughs> great. Um, yeah. Wait. So I'll. Does Hunter's Mark give me anything to plus hit? I don't remember now. I think it's just to to your damage. Um, damage. Yeah. No, it's just damage. I was like, I I haven't used Hunter's Mark in a long time, so I was like, maybe. Um, no. Yeah. So I get. Nope. That's it. So you just whipped it? <laughs> I whiffed it. Okay. Uh, I'll say that what happens is you are, you're kind of attacking this thing and like it takes those two hits from you and then starts lifting its head back up and kind of, you're trying to like jump and get these attacks on it as it's lifting itself away from you uh, and is un- you're basically unable to reach it as it kind of like moves out of range. It's head now like lifted back up to its like full height, which is probably a good like 10 feet, like 15 feet probably above the ground. Got it. Okay. Um... Are you moving at all? I well, I would. I'd have to disengage, right? Or he would get an attack of opportunity on me, right? Yeah. So if you move, you're going to get attacked. Okay. Yeah. No, he's not doing anything. He's just kind of like watching this thing, and he's just like, "Uh oh," and uh, <laughs> he just kind of like steps back and braces for. Uh, that's probably a good call, Rangrim. Um, question. Probably not really going to change what I'm going to do, but I just want to know anyways would i need to disengage seeing as i would never really engage it aside from shouting at it and i'm invisible yeah. yeah you're not you're not the target currently okay um so i can still speak i just can't cast a spell or okay. make an attack myself but bonus action i can still smash him in the forehead with my spiritual weapon okay. as i use my full action to dash towards glenn Okay. So I would kind of go from here, and I wouldn't go into the magical darkness. I'd go, like, just outside it. So 40 feet would actually put me right there. Kind of put myself between the darkness, the huge beast, and uh, Glenn. Because recognizing the darkness, I think Rangrim would have just shot over there, knowing that that wasn't right. So I'm hitting the giant golem in the face with my spiritual weapon as my bonus action full action dashing over there and there's my, part of my bonus action after my I hit him with the hammer whether it hits or misses it's going to like float backwards like taunting him like floating in front of his face kind of like <laughs> listing backwards as if to keep him going that away okay um sounds good the only thing that I'm going to say is uh, as soon as you start going across the sand that's near that palanquin uh it becomes a difficult terrain difficult terrain yep that that would make perfect sense so i'd probably so if my full 50 that was 40 so i'd probably end up closer to like right there 
Yeah, so you're, you're on this stuff, and as you're, like, kind of uh, getting onto it, and you're just kind of standing in it, you're realizing that it's, like, you're having a little bit of uh, an issue, basically. You're, like, you're sinking up to, like, your ankles in this uh, as you're walking across it. You don't seem to be, like, fully, like, in the time period that you've, like, stopped and are standing in this or, or not. I mean, it's, you know, you're, you're technically running across this. Um, but, like, as you're kind of, like, stepping into it, you're, like, realizing that you're, like, ankle deep in this stuff, and it's kind of hard to wade through. Okay. Um, so then I think, yeah, so if I, to retcon that, that's where I would end up, I believe, okay. with the difficult uh, terrain in my um, dashing there. Roll that attack action. That was not good. He's a big, beefy boy. 16, does that hit? It does do it, yeah. Nice. 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 I haven't used my stretch weapon in so long. I don't think it's uh, hit, like, barely ever. <laughs> I, I know. I just cast it at... Um, lowest level too i should have upcast it it's been so long. Say, it's the one time you didn't cast it like fourth <laughs> i know <laughs> i didn't upcast it like and this is the one time i hit with it so. i don't want to say anything but you <laughs> nine damage all right that's not bad that could definitely be worse um it's still looking very good that i'll say this this your spiritual weapon kind of like smacks against uh its head kind of like leaving like a big divot uh in it and then it kind of just like cracking away this like kind of defensive crust uh, and then it kind of like you see the uh the clay inside kind of like swell and reform these big like spikes on its head but yeah uh that's going to bring us to our friend the clay golem cosmo right. you are sitting there uh you're bracing against this rock you're finding yourself very alone fighting this creature um that is going to be the fir- so the first attack is going to be a uh 20? A dirty 20? 30 20, that hits. Okay. And that is going to be a 17 for the second one. Nay. No. Okay. So this one, it, it brings, so you're you're sitting there bracing, and it kind of like is reformed its other hand now and is able to kind of use it to brace itself as it lifts up the hand that's near you and into a just big fist, and you just like, uh-oh, and its hand comes straight down on you, uh, like directly from above, just smashing into you with this slam attack. Um, I need for you to roll me a uh, constitution saving throw. Oh. Oh, yeah. I'm good <laughs> at those. Oh, yeah. All of the things. How does a 27 do for you? Uh, it does do. Um, you're really you're really happy. You should be really happy that you did that because... Um, is a pretty nasty uh, ability that goes along with that. Um, so that that's going to be uh, 17 damage uh, from this hand coming down on you. Uh, and basically, like, it hits you and smashes you against this rock. Uh, and then kind of, like, the, the hand, like, kind of bursts apart. Uh, and, like, it, like, lifts itself back up and reforms into this, like, kind of spiky fist. You said 17? 17 damage. Okay. Um, perfect. Uh, and that is uh, it for the golem's turn. It's it's basically just focusing all its attention onto you, Cosmo. Okay. Lucky, lucky you. Terrific. And that is going to bring us back to Glenn. Uh, yeah. So giant, dark orb. Don't really know what's around me. It just caught on fire, right? I took a fat chunk of fire damage. You did. Yeah. You took some hellish rebuke damage. Okay. Um, like as I smell like. <laughs> my rope burning um, just kind of like mumble under my breath I'm like alright Chandrail now's the time to do it let's go and I just take another blind swipe hoping that Chandrail's gonna 
guide me in some way. Um, so. I'm gonna but. say you can you can roll this one. Um, roll this one straight up and down. You feel this. Uh, you feel your double-bladed scimitar uh, kind of like warm in your hand, um, and you kind of like recall those trainings with Chandrel where you were closing your eyes, like putting the blindfold on, and like you uh, you feel like her guidance, uh, you know, in you. So like you uh, you can swing with uh, regular. Perfect. I'm gonna use my bonus action steady aim for an RP mechanic for that to make sense. So basically, okay. what happens is I can't. If I use that as my bonus action, I get advantage on the next attack, which would okay. give us even, right? But I right. loop my movement speed. So like training, I'm like sitting in the circle that I would like normally pray in, and because of it, I just take one focused attack versus flailing all willy-nilly. Right. Plus nine, please hit the god. Uh, 22. 22. So, I'm really sorry about this. Fuck! You swing into the same place that you just remembered them being. Like, you knew exactly where they were. And there is... You don't hit anything. You know, you feel confidently, though, if they had been there, that you would have hit them. I would have fucked them up. But they are no longer there. You don't know whether it's a magical reason why they're not there or whether they just stepped backwards, uh, but they are no longer uh, within your... or within that range. Okay, so... One thing I didn't real or I forgot to do was do a concentration check on darkness. Which okay, would have uh, dropped it at the start of my turn. Okay. Because um, of Hellish Rebuke. Okay. I'm not going to... Yeah, I did, definitely did not save on that. I'm not going to retcon the attack. I'm happy to take... Like, okay. We'll say, we'll say that uh, you... Let's, darkness let's say, blinked away as I swung through. Yeah, that's, that's, that's great. So you swing through and then kind of like surprise that nothing's there. We'll just say that you're surprised and you're kind of like, that is what breaks your concentration. Uh, and then you uh, you basically just like... You're like huh and then like there all of a sudden this thing drops and you don't see you don't see anything uh in in front of you at all okay uh sorry go ahead and move past me i'm gonna try to figure out how to get rid of my drawing (laughs) okay uh um there it goes uh, (laughs) uh, is there anything else you want to do on your turn no that's my whole turn that was my action and bonus action gotcha uh i can move right yeah you can move still no, I can't because my bonus action. Nope, I'm good. Yep, I'm I'm done. Sorry. The bonus action, if you ta- if you give yourself advantage, you lose your movement. That's oh. how that bonus action works. Interesting. It's from Tasha's. Interesting. One. That's cool. Yeah. So Rogue can give themselves the advantage, but they lose their speed or their movement. Gotcha. Uh, Cosmo, what are okay. you doing? You you are um, you're kind of you're covered in in clay and kind of your back hurts from being smashed against this rock. Um, and this thing is like standing up fully now, right? Like it's, oh yeah, you have its full attention. This thing no, no, no. Is, uh, like, is, is your it, best friend right now. Is it standing? Like, is it, uh, so it upright has... all the way? Because, yes, I mean, so... I know it has its hands down, and then it's got like its middle torso in yep. the dirt. But is it like fully? Yes, it's fully up. Right, it's 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 fully erect currently. <laughs> is that it? Is that full? It... <laughs> uh i yeah anyway it is um it is standing uh fully at attention um and it, basically the way that it moves is that its torso is always in the ground and then it will swap off the hands that are that are touching the ground to kind of like give it uh balance but that's yeah that kind of like right... stool tripod type exactly so uh its right hand right now is currently in the ground and it's uh its left hand is the one that it's picking up and trying to punch you with okay so it's right hand okay um, Cosmo realizing that this thing needs to come down, he's going to uh, he's going to undo this rope 
uh, and I don't know, can I move around something without triggering an attack action as long as they stay within its, uh, uh, within its melee range? Is that a thing or no? Yes, I think you can, technically. Yes, I think you can. As long as you don't move out of its range, That's then you, right. you trigger its attack. You trigger when I leave. Okay, 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 okay. Um, so I am going to, um, is the rope, yeah, okay, I think what I'm gonna try and do is, uh, is the rope in a position where it's like I can swing it through the right hand and the torso, like I basically want to undo this rope and I'm gonna like try and, uh, you're trying to hoff. You're hoff, trying to yes. ATAT it right I'm now. Trying to ATAT this thing, but I need to get its leg and its torso. So okay, so I'll say this: its right, its right hand is on is on the right side of the rope, and its torso is on the left hand side of the rope currently. So you can go one way or the other way. Okay. Um, okay. I will. Uh, I'm gonna go towards. I'm gonna go to the right, or to get his the hand, arm. the arm. Okay. Go for it. Uh, uh, yeah, so you can... Where are you, where are you moving to, Cosmo? I think it would oh, be it, it. towards the uh, spiritual weapon. Okay. Yeah. Right? Yeah, I'll, I'll so it would be like it. this. Yeah, it's kind of how I... Like and you were able to pull it kind of... Uh, yeah, you were able to pull this thing through its arm. So roll me a, uh, a strength. Uh, so it, I'll just do an ac- uh, athletics check. Oh, it's sick. 23. Okay. Uh, you're able to... You kind of just hoof it to the side here, just pulling this rope over your shoulder and just kind of like running through and uh you you feel it kind of have a little bit of resistance as it's kind of like hitting the crackled kind of like hardened part of this arm and then you feel it break through and then you feel you you just kind of hear the torso of this uh this creature kind of fall forward with like this groan and cracking of this like clay carapace Uh, and you it kind of lands on its left hand arm now holding itself up as you completely like severed uh that right hand arm at the like wrist i guess um and that that clay kind of falls back into the ground and like the, the grass the ground's kind of like uh rippling a little bit as it's wherever it's touching uh and then it kind of like picks that arm up again and is trying to like reform it but it's just like a soft uh okay. kind of like um dripping clay i think because its head doesn't sound like it its head dipped down it did. Uh, it, it did. It did. Its head is back down again, uh, closer to the ground, probably like five feet above the ground. Okay. Um, and am I? So then I'm going to, as it does this, I'll drop the rope and go in to smash its face again. Go for it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, um. So I already pre-rolled those attacks. It was a 15 and a 19 to hit. Nice. Um. Yeah. And I. Yeah. And then I'll give a disadvantage on the attacks next time. So 15 and 19. Yeah. Both okay. those hit. Okay. Okay. Um, terrific. Okay. Um, let's see, so then that'll be three. Sorry, doing some quick math. Nine. So that would be another 20 damage. Okay. Uh, this thing is as you kind of smash into its head this time a little bit more uh, ferociously than, than you did before um, it like you dig deep and it seems like it has a little bit more trouble uh, 
reforming that hardened carapace on its uh, on its head at this time when you smash into it. Like it's it kind of reforms, but like the divots are still kind of there, and it's not fully back to what it was before. Okay. Um, that is the end. Uh, actually, I nope. That's it. Never mind. I was gonna do something, but it's a con. I, I the concentration spells kill me. It's like everything I want to do is all. I have to break hey. one. All right. Get buck wild here. Um, that is going to bring us to Rangrim. What are you doing? Uh, Rangrim, um, seeing that Glenn's like not dead, and that magical darkness has faded, thinking he's like out of the woods. Just behind this creature is gonna just drop invisibility to cast a third level level guiding bolt and basically just go boom and just like fire it directly into his back while simultaneously using my bonus action to hit him in the other side of the face with my spiritual weapon. Yes. Rad. Yes, so third level guiding bolt plus seven. 17 though? Does 17 hit? 17 definitely hits. Wonderful. So that is 66 for the guiding bolt. Ouch. 27 damage from the guiding bolt. Woo! Uh, and how much for the, the weapon? And uh, my spiritual weapon is not going to miss. That's a 24. Nice. Zombies showing up today. Seven damage. So zombie. My, my spiritual weapon. So seven seven damage, damage. Plus 26, so 33? Yes. All right. You need a spiritual uh, thing like zombie does, Glenn. Lives longer. Okay. Something that can't get killed in one hit. Well, no one's no one's targeted the zombie yet. And my my spiritual weapon doesn't poop on people. <laughs> also, <laughs> you, you don't know what happens when you get a nat twenty on your spiritual weapon. You've never done it. <laughs> this is true. This is true. You have no idea. Okay. Um. All right. So, as um yeah, as this as you. Sp- shoot it in the back with this guiding bolt. For one thing, it lights up like a, a giant uh, <laughs> giant clay Christmas tree. Uh, but it also, like, it just, like, lets out this, like, ru- like, this rumble, like, ripples through the ground, and, like, it just kind of, like, wheels back up on both of its, like, um, like, both hands go up in the air and kind of arches its back as it takes this damage, and it, like, it just kind of starts moving in this, like, it slams its its hands down on the ground and is moving in this, like, much more ferocious manner. Uh, and it's something, like, it is, this thing is not happy, uh, and it is getting uh, a much more aggressive uh, with with that action. Um, and as that happens, uh, Cosmo, you, you see this thing just get, like, lit up, and then it arches back, starts smashing its hands down, uh, and then it just kind of, like, everything kind of stops for a second, and it just, like, crackling head kind of turns towards you and it just lets out this kind of like bellow out of like there's no real mouth it just kind of is like this deep rumbling that you feel in the ground uh and it is going to uh attack you great from the ground it's so its hands are like up at this point both of its hands now it's not leaning on either one of them it's both its hands are up like a boxer uh, and it's coming down with both of these hands on a Cosmo. Uh, one of those is going to be a 22, and one of them is going to be a 24. I'll allow it. <laughs> <laughs> so good of you, Cosmo. What a guy. What a guy. What a guy. <laughs> That's the lawful. Yeah. Um, yeah, so this is going to be... This is You're going to have to scoop up just a, just a touch of damage here, my guy. I'm probably fine. 
200. It's fine. 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 How much health you got? We're, we're, we're good. Plenty. We're Chat, you worried about? We're not worried about. It's fine. Oh, no, we're not worried about. Um, I need you to make me two Constitution saving throws as well. Oh, that's fine. That's fine. <laughs> it's all fine. Uh, Twenty-seven and um, an eighteen. Uh, Twenty-seven and eighteen. Mm-hmm. Okay, you make both of those, <laughs> but uh, you also take thirty-two damage as this thing smashes down on you. Um, it just basically like you both you both see this thing raise up and just start freaking out, and then it basically just takes both of its hands and just smashes down uh, on you, kingpin style. Like you, you just the world like comes crashing down on you, and it like this wave of like hardened clay just kind of like bashes you into the ground, and you're able to like you go down to one knee, but you're able to kind of keep your composure uh and this like wave of clay kind of breaks around you as its hands kind of like then kind of spread and lift back up into this kind of like a boxer pose uh fully still targeted onto you cosmo cool. uh and that is gonna bring us to glenn damn it bad ass so uh glenn glenn drops the dark sphere and out of the corner of eyes sees this happen just sees sees cosmo stand in the sand very inspired um he is going to uh, just keep hunting. I mean, he's. I don't know if you want me to do a perception check. This. Yes, yes, okay. yes, yes. Uh, yeah, roll me, roll me a perception check. Okay. Do I still get advantage from my earwig? Yes. Okay. Uh, well, it depends. If you want it to be audio, uh, if I otherwise, I'm not going to be able to give you any kind of visual cues. Yeah, I would be. I guess I would go visual. Yeah, I would go visual for the sake of. Well, if I perceive it auditorially and I, like, look in that direction, would I be able to see it? Or is it, like, I have to do a visual check or an audio check? I, I, yeah. Too. Okay. Then I'll do visual. Uh, okay. I mean, you don't have to do, uh, like, visual. Like, if you just do a regular non-advantage roll, you're basically getting the full normal perception. Sure. But sure, if sure, you sure. do, like, you have it for view advantage if you just do audio. Like, fully audio. Got it. And just ignore vision. That that makes sense. That makes sense. Uh, 13 plus 6, 19. No, that's really good. Uh, you see a uh, you see a very obvious blood trail uh, that is oh, yeah. <laughs> leading uh, leading away. Um, it's it's really strange though. It kind of like moves away a little bit and then it disappears. Uh, and then it kind of like you with your nineteen, you can see that it reappears maybe a good ten feet from that spot. Um, mm-hmm. And uh, it seems to be kind of like bamfing around. Like it's you can see it show up in a couple different spots. Uh, around uh, getting further away, though. Okay, and so that perception check is that an action, free action, or bonus action? Oh, I just—that's a free action. Okay, I just want to know what I can still do. Um, all right, then seeing kind of this like dripping and bamfing source, I'm going to move towards it. So, which okay. I don't know if you mentioned. So it's yeah, we're we're going off the map uh, here for uh, for you because you're. I mean, they're probably a good. Uh, 50, 50 to 60 feet uh, north at this point. Oh, they map. made it that far. Okay. Um, I mean, I'm still going to, I'm still going to make chase, but uh... sorry, sorry. I didn't know they made it that far. Oh yeah. They're teleporting that tracks. Okay. Sorry. Um, I am going to, I'm going to close the distance, I guess. Yeah. I'm, I'm okay. happy to go off the map. I'm going to just, okay. Bonus action dash and okay. try to close the gap and swing where I would kind of anticipate that blood trail being. Okay, or sounds good. Uh, sounds good. So, um, yeah, we're we're just going to kind of take Glenn off the map there. Um, so, uh, 
you're you're if you're heading, so you're you're basically burning your uh, your bonus action to dash then to be able to close the sixty foot distance. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Um, when you get to, so you get to the end of this blood trail, and you can see that like there it it ends again, but you can see that you're at the end of the blood trail. Um, roll me a uh, roll me an Arcana check, and then I'm not going to make this take up any uh, like your action or anything like that because oh, you seven. still have your action left at this point. Okay. A seven. Seven. Yeah. Uh, understanding uh, understanding teleportation magic, you know that there are ones that allow people to travel into the ethereal plane, um, and so you mm-hmm. potentially could be guessing that this person is. Uh, they can probably see you, uh, but they uh, they could potentially be in another plane of existence currently, mo- using it to move, uh, you know, kind of tell slightly like limited teleport around to move quicker. Sure. Okay. Um, I don't sense like a presence in front of me though. I just assume that like it might not no. be where it is. Yeah, I, I'll say that. Yeah, I'll say that with your perception check of nineteen, I would have given you whether or not you saw like the heat haze figure. But uh, currently, right now, the only thing you can guess is that you know they could potentially be in another plane. Okay, um, then I'm going to stop at the end of that and recognize that I'm going to hold a bonus action. I'm going to just hold your action. Sheath my double blade scimitar. No, I'm going to. Oh, sorry, I'm going to hold an attack action mm-hmm. with my longbow. Um, and if I see it apparate back onto this plane within. 150 feet of me i'm gonna take a shot okay sounds good uh we will definitely get back to that um cosmo it is your turn you are i assume hurting are you bloodied at this point just barely but yes i'm getting into that right and so uh cosmo takes this big hit and you see him just like cough up this like spat of blood on the dirt and he's just Mm -hmm. like wipes it off and he's just like Right, well, this is how we are, is it? And he looks up at this thing who's like boxer stance in mm-hmm. the sky, and you just see the like, uh, the crackle of lightning off of his, um, ma- his war pick, mm-hmm. and he's actually going to, um, he's going to misty step up onto this thing's shoulder. <laughs> And um, he's going to just, like, smash into this thing's head with uh, two Divine Smites. Um, or, and I already rolled all my damage, truthful, because uh, I knew we were there. But I do um, 30... Did you, hit, did you hit them? I, I, they were, it was um, a 25 and a 23. Okay. I think those definitely hit. So okay. yeah, what was the damage? It was uh, 35 points of damage. Very nice. Um, yeah, so you tell you Missy step onto this thing's shoulders, just teleporting up there, which is like disappearing, reappearing on shoulders and just kind of like bring these divine uh, kind of crackling uh, lightning smites down onto this thing's head, just like basically trying to excavate this thing's kind of like hardened carapace of clay on its skull or like where, you know, wherever its head is. And you dig this thing deep into there, like just basically digging this big pit out in the center of its head area. Um, and like, it is having a hard time reforming at this point. Like you can see just like this kind of like moving, shifting soft clay beneath this, like where you've cracked through this hardened carapace. Um, what was the damage again? Uh, it was 36 damage. 36 okay okay um awesome amazing great rangrim what are you doing uh does this thing look like it's hurt 
Yeah. It looks, yes, it's 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 definitely it's definitely bloodied at this point. It's uh it's having a really hard time. Its head is like malformed, uh, and you can see that like it's it's although it's like moving still like very quickly, it's having a super hard time uh, with reforming its armor. Okay. Okay. So, uh, with that being, is Cosmo still like on top of it? Yeah. Yes, he's yeah. on its head or its shoulders. Okay. Knees and toes. Uh, knees and toes. I was waiting for for, for somebody. To, uh, so Rangrim is I'm just going to go right back to the same thing he's gonna, instead of this time shouting boo he's going to say oh clay guy thing and cast cutting bolt okay nice his waist and also hit him try to hit him in the face again with good old uh, spiritual weapon zombie nice old zombie 16 for the guiding bolt uh yes tight 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 i'll just go roll spiritual weapon right now while we're at it anyways and that's that's an 11 so we're back to normal there i'm assuming that does not hit <laughs> that does not hit no that's better 26 damage with guiding bolt uh yeah uh damn yeah Woo. Uh, you you shoot it with this uh, this guiding bolt and you hit it in the side of the head, Cosmo. You're kind of like already hitting down, or I guess did you you hit it in the back? So you shoot this guiding bolt into its back and just like blast this uh, big chunk out of the side of it. Like instead of it just like kind of hitting and then like making a divot and reforming, you take a giant chunk out of the actual side of it and you can see like it kind of like shifts slightly to the side. Uh, Cosmo, you're probably kind of like off balance a little bit uh, using your pick to like hold yourself into this thing to like. Uh, your pick is sunk deep into the head of it. So like you're using it to kind of keep yeah, you steady as totally. it kind of leans lists to the left hand side there because it doesn't have like, you know, a third of its lower torso has been blown away by Rangrim's spell and its arms are held up as boxer status. So it doesn't have any kind of other, you know, support structure. Um, but yeah, so it is, uh, it's looking really bad. Uh, it doesn't even begin to reform that part that Rangrim So this thing just goes into full freakout mode when when this happens. Like it does that rumbling again, um, and you feel this like energy kind of like surge through, almost like a Cosmo. You're you're kind of like unknowingly aware of magic just because like you can you have like a magical sense of some sort. Like you just kind of like you you like, but there's like this surge of energy that that runs through this thing, almost like a shiver, um, and as it does like you can just feel like its movement speed like seems to double it just gets super super fast super quickly and you see both of its hands come up and just start punching down on its own like body and head and shoulders trying to just smash you apart Cosmo. Uh, that's an 18 plus 8 so 26 uh, that's going to be a 9 plus 8 um, and that's going to be a 19 plus 8 yep so it got two hits on you okay uh, it's it, as it's smashing itself like Rangram you're kind of getting this like really wonderful view of this thing like basically tearing itself apart trying to just get this dwarf off of its shoulders it's just like punching down on itself and like the uh, like pieces of clay are just raining down as it does uh, it, it gets you Cosmo with two of these hits both from the same like left hand fist and it's like denting its own head and as it's doing it like completely destroying itself um Cosmo, it does 20 to 25 damage to you um, as it, like, hits down on you with all of these hits. I also need you to make me two constitution saving throws. Um, do I have to make those saving throws if I just go unconscious instead? Okay. 
Um, so, the, <laughs> so Rangram, you see as this thing like smashes down on itself, and you see Cosmo just get punched down into the form of this thing. Um, and like you see, like your friend is kind of like half buried like up to the shoulders um in the form of this thing and it's like its head is like deep almost like completely malformed only one of its eyes is even visible um and its arms and like torso are all messed up but cosmo has basically been punched down into the form of this thing and is unconscious so so cosmo's unconscious head is sticking out of where this yeah. thing's mauling, head was mauling side to side yeah it looks like he's in a he's in a giant uh clay mech uh Okay. Uh, and uh, yeah, aside from it, kind of like I don't think you would even really know. I guess maybe you would know that Rangrim's there, but it's not going to turn around. It's still just kind of like focused on like it's. You can see that like there's some sort of like stimulant almost that's been running through this thing, and it is like on. You know, it does not. It looks like it's in terrible condition, but it seems like it is still. There's there's some fight still left in it, um, and that's going to bring us to Glenn. So the entire. Or I guess whether in in that round, since my last turn, would the creature ever blinked back into this plane where I would have been able to see it? Um, so you uh, you're sitting there, you're waiting, um, and your uh, you hear like kind of a slight popping noise um, that is about ten feet, uh, kind of like behind you, um, and you you hear like footsteps uh, of something uh, moving uh, moving away, um, and you turn around uh, and you can see that shimmering, uh, that shimmering form again. So that would have, would that have activated my held action? So I, I held yes. the attack for when it yeah, came yeah, back yeah. into the plane. Okay. Yeah, yeah, for sure. So I'm going to do that before I take my turn. Yes. Okay. Uh, ooh, ooh, not good. Uh, seven plus a uh, 15 to hit. That does not hit. Uh, okay. you, you, sh- you shoot, uh, you kind of like turn around and let this thing go and uh, you kind of misjudge the, because the heat haze is kind of like hard to like see and you kind of like, it, it you maybe just goes like a, a foot uh, to the right or something. Okay. And like it was too close and I just like panic yeah. shot. Yeah. Glinton's going to, on this turn, seeing where the haze was most recently. Yeah, no, he's going to stay after him. He's going to kind of try to track the blood trail and take another swipe where he think he would be before he kind of blinks out of this plane. Um, okay. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah, I'll say that uh, you can, uh, yeah, roll your attack. Yeah, if it's within 10 feet, or if I guess yeah. within, like, the range of movement, he would have closed that distance and struck, so it would be with the double blade instead of the bow. I'll say you're, I'll say you're able to close that distance um, and, like, kind of... You're, you're, you feel like you're running right up against that buzzer of when they could potentially blink again, um, but you, I'll say you can get an attack action off, off, off on that. Okay. Uh, 14 plus 9, 23 to hit. That does hit, yeah. Um, it's going to be 13 damage on the first hit, and yeah. that is my bonus action. I'm going to use the Revenant Blades um, special skill, I guess, which is just a second attack. Um, mm-hmm. I think it automatically hits. Sorry, sorry. It's a nice blade. It's like it's double-sided. <laughs> Where the hell is the rule for it? Yeah, okay, so I do have to take another strike, but on that one, sorry, I do want to say it now, I'm hitting him with Booming Blade. So if it moves on its next move, it takes extra damage. Okay. Um, then you roll a d8 for the damage from Booming Blade. So one, so fourteen damage, and then the second hit is a nineteen. Uh, sorry, the bonus action to swing on the other side is a nineteen. Does that hit? 
Uh, yes, that does it. Oh, wow. Okay, and then that's just 1d4 instead of 2d4. Which is a 1, so another 7 damage. 13 plus, well, 14 plus 7, so 21 damage total. But if it moves... Right. So, okay, yes, so uh, that that absolutely happens. So I need you to make your dexterity saving throw real quick. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. A dirty 20? Uh, yes, that does oh! it. So you're gonna, yes. you're gonna take half. You're gonna take half damage from this. Eight. Yeah, so that's just seven damage. Um, Wait, so what happens? When you are subject to an effect that lets you take a dex saving throw, you take only half damage. So you take no damage because I use my evasion feat. Just uh, like... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you kind of like you <laughs> you hula out of the way of this of this fire that comes comes back. Um, and then broke the DM on that one. You see. <laughs> You see this uh, this figure. Um, they okay. So uh, you see, you see this figure run uh, can, like this this kind of form run forward after being hit, like and just like dropping even more blood. And then you see them step forward after you hit them with booming blade, and this thundering boom just like like ricochets out. And then like you see that this EKs drop, uh, and you see them this this blue dragonborn form go blasted sideways as the, as booming blade goes off um, and just, like shoots them sideways and then you see them go and blink <laughs> into uh, into nothingness but like they got like they like they ragdoll into the ethereal plane basically damn okay uh I don't think I nope I took my bonus action yep that's the that's the end of my turn can you roll that uh, booming blade damage oh yeah sorry 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 eight Uh, seven damage there. Awesome. Yeah, luckily, blink. It's not <laughs> a concentration spell. What about invisibility? Uh, well, yeah, that's, that's the drop. Oh, yeah. You can see him. Got it. Go ahead. Uh, yeah. Anyway. Uh, yeah. That, it's... She's not... She's, she's pretty buffed for the... For that. After I'm born. Uh, anyway. Cosmo, uh, roll me a death saving throw. Oh, sure. Right. What does a 16 do? Uh, it's your success. Okay. Yay! You didn't You didn't get closer to death. Um, Rangrim, uh, what are you doing? Rangrim, uh, seeing that dude punch punch himself and Cosmo into his own body, he's like, it's not nice pick on someone your own size, and is going to cast um, Enlarge on himself um reach out into his body and pull cosmo from it and if i have i don't know how you want to rule it as an action or a free action but basically a medicine check to try and stabilize him awesome uh yeah roll me roll me a medicine check 19 yeah absolutely um I'll, so you just kind of like excuse me and kind of like scoop him <laughs> out kind of like reach into this thing's like head and like kind of scooping out a bunch of clay along with it you're like are able to pull uh, cosmo out of it um, just kind of who's kind of flopping in your hand. Uh, how do you how do you stabilize him? Um, not very gently. Like I, well, I'm like shaking him. Like Cosmo, 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 shaking him like Cosmo. a hamster. It's like you know, like you ever like have to give like CPR to a small animal. Uh, uh, yeah, once, you, shake them, you shake them quite a lot, actually. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's like a combination of that and then like not very nicely shaking him. Uh, Cosmo's neck breaks and he's now dead. Answer, oh, oh. Jasmo. And yeah, Jasmo, Jasmo enters. Hey guys, I'm Jasmo. I uh, know. Um, 
Cosmo uh, kind of, uh, how, Cosmo, how do you come, how do you wake up in, in Rangram's hand? Screaming, probably. <laughs> <laughs> it's, I, I liken it to a uh, medieval version of a defibrillator where it's just, sh- sh- I get shook. So, yes, that is what happens. Um, <laughs> I don't know. Um, so as you pull, uh, as you pull Cosmo out of this creature, um, it kind of turns around and like, it's, it's like malformed head and kind of like destroyed torso, like turn towards you. And it just like lifts up its arms as if it's going to attack. And then it just kind of like starts falling apart. Uh, and as it like, and just kind of like collapses and its arms falling to the ground, just kind of like around you and lands like Around you, Rangrim, the clay starts seeping back into the ground as it basically seems to break apart and turn back into clay. Well, I don't know how it happened, but somehow me pulling you out of it killed it. That works. He's dead, yeah? <laughs> yep, yeah, and I set Cosmo down and like dust him off a little bit. It died? Yeah, it, it basically just, you know, gave up the ghost and collapsed uh, with that, you know, as you kind of pulled Cosmo out of it. Um, and this uh, uh, Baldor uh, comes walking over, kind of like pulling himself out from behind the tree, being, uh, is it dead? Uh, is, it, is it safe to come out? No, Cosmo's fine. He's, he's fine. Who's Cosmo? Oh, that's right. I, you introduced yourself. Of course, of course, I remember. Very important. Thank you for your lovely uh, valor and heroics and all that. Uh, am I, like, awake? I'm awake, right? I'm up? Mm-hmm. Okay, all right. I was like, I don't know if I can yeah, say I would definitely anything. burn at least one second-level uh, cure wounds to get you not, like, you know, just on the verge. It's like, you still feel like crap, but you do, you know, you get... Oh, that was bad. That's wicked bad. So, so 2d8 plus 4, you got 7 HP back. Hey, great. I have a total of 8. That's so nice. <laughs> All right, well, uh, he's like dusting off the sand and muck. And, uh, well, yeah, I guess. Why was this thing after you anyways? I have rightly no idea. I was traveling, minding my own business, myself and my... Well, and he's like looking around and seeing that like the uh, what you <laughs> what you now can kind of see uh, these like kind of disturbing like legs and uh, you know horses and whatever else like everything is kind of just like either been completely buried um, or is like only partially exposed. He goes and he kind of like takes his hat off uh, and you can see like a very like Friar Tuck ass like esque like bald spot on top of their head with their like white hair. You can tell this is like an older older gnome. Uh, uh. I incite the check of if he sounds like he's telling the truth, minding my own business. Okay, yeah. Okay. Okay, nat 20. Yeah, uh, they, they seem completely on the level. They, they said, like, what they're, what they're telling you seems legitimate. And so they continue. Um, I, I, was, I was traveling with my, my champions headed towards Rockdale, and, well, it unfortunately doesn't seem as though they've made it out of this one nor have my horses this is and he like turns towards his uh his palanquin and it's just like his face just turns white more 
sad seemingly about the fact that the palanquin the 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 cart the carriage has been destroyed and all his belongings are like you can see his like fancy clothes and all these other kinds of like uh, just like very lavish uh like attire is like completely basically destroyed all everything is kind of hither and yon and half buried in the ground and it's, oh my oh, i'm ruined i'm ruined hey cosmo unsure of Pats him on the shoulder. That's that's all right. It's gonna be at least decent. Okay, all right. You still have your life. Wait. You. You are strong adventurers. We. There might be hope yet. He's kind of like he he kind of like jumps up like to his uh, like three and a half foot height, and it's kind of like like kind of like patting patting Cosmo like knocking on your armor and like like lifting kind of lifting up your uh your weapon and is like looking at it goes yes yes this could do and you what is your name he's pointing at Rangrim um my name um I can see on your name tag there it's Rangrim I'm just kidding oh it's yeah it is it's Rangrim (laughs) um uh so uh yes yes um well we need a we would need a third, but... Yes, we headed two others around. I don't know where the other two headed off, but uh, there are others. Okay, uh, there's plenty. It's, we got with, we got quite, quite an operation. Isn't that right, Cosmo? And I pat him a little too hard on the back for how, like, severely, like, wounded he is right now. And, uh, this is... Yes, Rangrim, I get... Yes, what the point befriend Rangrim is making is yes, there are more. If we are, I would. This, this is this is this is wonderful. I, I, I assume. Um, now, have you ever heard of the Sakal Arena? I've been in an arena once. I think the fighting championships of of Sakal are, of course, known far and wide, but. There is a preliminary tournament happening in Rockdale uh, in in a short in a short while, and the cash prize could not only help you all but also help me replace what has been lost to me. And of course, as a good adventure hero as yourself, would love to do no more than to help a weary traveler such as me who has lost so much. So we fight. Yes, and you get paid. I, of course, will help with my sage advice and my uh, battle, my battle prowess. I can help in, in, in so many ways. And he kind of like, uh, like puts up like fifty cups, fifty cups mm-hmm. a little bit, and does a couple so. like uh, very slow jabs. Uh, um, with hey, Cosmo, rem- remind me. Um, I know I'm not that bright, but didn't we just pull this guy out of like a big giant sand thing that we just killed, and you almost died? while he was, like, inside of it, and all his stuff is broken, and he was almost dead. Yeah, yeah, I think I think that's how that went down. My memory may confuse me, but I'm pretty sure that's what happened. So the arena, we could just go to Rockdale. Right. Well, yeah, yes, you, you could, but you cannot enter the, the championship without a patron. I am my own patron. 
ah, yes, but you must have, you must have a Lord, someone who is of some sort of stature to be able to enter you in. So, and he's like kind of, he's lifting his chest up to like, uh, kind of like puffing his chest out. Me, and, uh, try- uh, well, my friend is a, a constable. I am, and I can be any stature I want. And Rangrim like hands on his hips, drops concentration on enlarge and just goes back to being Cosmos height. <laughs> Amazing. Um, <laughs> Baldor kind of looks deflated at that when you say that you're a constable. Um, well, here's and- my point, Baldor. I might allow you to stand in my corner, but we get most of the gold. I... Uh, oh. okay. I, 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 I think that that could be uh, something we discuss. I, Great. I, if only I had still some gold with me and he kind of like as he as he like he's kind of saying that he kind of moves to the side just a little bit and you just hear like a slight jingle <laughs> well my but alas, point are usually uh better left um to another member of our party he's really very trustworthy um we might want to consult him on this and matt as a coin is usually this um his thing, Cosmo's good with head smashing and whatnot. Also, um, he would be particular brains. about uh, putting himself in harm's way. He doesn't usually like to do that. He usually very true. Also, so he tends to avoid those things. He may not mm-hmm. want to. Where is this this third person that you uh, you speak of? I, I don't see. Oh, he's them right here. over there, and I point to where Glenn was, like probably like a minute or two ago before he started chasing down this, this yeah. like magical figure he was tracking Cosmo's in and he's just like yeah he's right there and he's gonna (laughs) so uh I want to I want to go back over to Glenn for a second here but Cosmo what are you doing no I was just trying to persuade him that he's over there okay uh you all you all look over there um but I'll say that this is that we'll we'll get to what's what what you guys see when you look over there in a second because we're going to kind of go back in time of maybe like 10 minutes um and uh Glenn you you're sitting there in this like battle with this figure uh who you know this this blue dragonborn um and you basically see them like uh they they bamf out of existence like kind of get blasted sideways by the the booming blade and then kind of like ragdoll and then blink um and then you're there's like nothing for a little bit there's just like the blood trail and then uh about like six seconds later uh, you just see a crumpled form of a dragonborn laying on the ground that <laughs> just kind of pops into existence. <laughs> six, six seconds of, or like uh, just like right where you would have expected that they would have landed. Okay, cool. So he like pops, disappears, and lands like yeah, all the yeah. same trajectory. Yeah, cool. Um, Glenn's gonna walk up to the dragonborn cautiously, uh, weapon in hand, and kind of call out, "Hey, bud, you okay?" And just cast mage hand when he's within 30 feet and just kind of give him a little shoulder nudge just to see if he's alive um they they do seem to be alive but they seem to be uh very much unconscious hurting okay um glenn's gonna walk up to him while they're unconscious and uh cautiously rifle through his pockets with his mage hand he's gonna like see if there's any like notes anything like literally go through every single pocket while he's down um okay loot this guy Blinder than blind. Blinder than blind. Okay. Um, um, you you find a just like a bunch of kind of 
like spell casting components. Um, and uh, roll me an Arcana check. Uh, 14 total. Okay. Um, so I'll say that you pull probably like a good like 150 gold pieces worth of like spell casting components off of this uh, off of this figure and that could be anything but when you're what you're kind of pulling off what you're pulling away from them is what you're realizing is like uh, you said it was a 14 uh sorry yes yes 14 okay. uh you get the feeling that this is like kind of like warlock-esque stuff like the, the kind of like tone of this is much more like uh there's a there's a lot more like demonic tone to kind of what's going on here Okay. Um, and then from that, uh, I guess among among all that, do I see any type of like correspondence, or they don't have any? It just seems like they kind of like ended up where they were and were casting spells. There's no like correspondence or you know bounty. Uh, no. So there doesn't seem to be anything uh, anything like that. Um, okay. The one thing that you do notice is that like this this blue this like this this blue dragonborn. Um, they're like. Uh, the only thing, like, it's kind of like, kind of strange. Like, they're the only thing that they're really wearing is this, like, this robe that's like this intricate, like, like red, like a red velvet with this, like, very, very intricately wrought uh, gold threading through the entire thing. Um, it's not something that you've seen before. It's it's similar in color to what the Empire wears, but this is like very uh, seems like very specifically designed. And then uh, the there's like a uh, two letters on the front that's like an RS that is like very like uh, elegantly scrolled into the front of there. But they're wearing like basically a, a robe that is of this this make. So it's like embroidered into the mm-hmm. okay. And they're like an ice blue as far as like the coloring of their of their scales is. But they're like a, a much more slight dragonborn. Interesting. Okay, so I'm gonna I'm gonna take all those casting components, mm-hmm. knowing that they're recognize the casting components um, and put them into a bag on my hip. Um, they are all going to be clustered together, but I mm-hmm. definitely take those away from them. Um, and then I'm going to take, I think I have rope from my dungeoning or whatever the hell it is. And I'm going to bound him. Yeah. 50 feet rope. I'm going to bound his hands mm-hmm. together. Um, extra, extra tight. And I'm all about it to wake him up. With, I'm going to give him a health potion, a regular okay. health potion. Um, sorry, before I do that, I'm going to use my mask of many faces and shift into a. I'm going to shift into like a half orc, about the same size, a little more like filled out, a little bigger build, but a, a half orc with. Um, like kind of destroyed clothing like just like it looked like a, a just a regular like traveler like a half orc that is just not wealthy not well to do just the most common half orc you could imagine um and then i'm gonna give him one of my health potions which is a d4 plus his constitution so i don't it's a one <laughs> so i'm gonna get one health. <laughs> one health plus whatever their constitution is so okay uh yeah, yeah yeah actually i do have that actually um health potion. Uh, so they get a they get a plus one. <laughs> They're at two health. Yeah, two. Um, they uh, so they kind of they kind of kind of like their eyes kind of open up, and when they do, like you notice that like their their eyes are so 
um, like light blue that it almost looks like they're white with just a slit in down the middle of it. A uh, very kind of unsettling vision. And uh, they look at you, go, well, damn, that was, that was a good one. And then, that's awesome. Glenn doesn't laugh. Uh, wakes up, Glenn's kind of like looking like directly into his face, probably like <coughs> six inches away. He goes, yeah, it didn't quite work out for you, did it? No, no, not worth the coin on this one. And then quickly, Glenn's going to pull the Spider Queen dagger and like kind of drip, like have it like kind of leaking onto him and be like, so before I kill you again, do you want to tell me what you were doing here? <laughs> yeah. And it's like right to his throat. Yep. Yep. I um, roll me a intimidation check with advantage. Oh my gosh. Uh, terrible. A six. Okay. The first one was a one. Um, okay. Uh, so he kind of looks at you and, and just kind of like, uh, he's, uh, he, you know, he's just kind of looking at you with these, uh, these like really unsettling eyes and just goes, listen, you know what? I don't want to die. Um, that's not the thing. I feel like I'm, you got one foot in the door here. I may mean, feel like if I was going to gauge my hit points, I'd probably put them at about a two. So <laughs> I, uh, you know, I'm just going to tell you, I was sent here to do a job. I don't know who the hell you are. You weren't part of it. That's for sure. Um, but we were supposed to, I'm not going to tell you who we were working for or who I was working for. Damn it. I said, we, um, but we were, I was sent over here to that stupid little gnome. I don't even know. I don't even know him. I just got paid for it. So, I mean, you can understand. I'm sure you've done some stuff for coin. You look like you have done some suspect things. You, you can just let me go. Like, and he's like, right. He's like, I have some gold. And he's like looking through his pockets and he's like, Nope, I don't have anything anymore. All right. Um, well, I, you can have my robe. Like, I don't know what else to do. Uh, this is about all I got. So, uh, you can kill me if you really want to. I'd prefer if you didn't, but that'd be, that'd be cool. <laughs> and just looking at him was like so it was it was just a hit it was plain you no no ill will you just happen to target the gnome for you don't even know the reason you don't have like a a, a mission statement you got to know your why if you're going to carry any no you know, any project through to the end you have to know why you're doing it what's your why man i was given okay all right, listen, listen, you know what? I might have a little bit more flexible morals than you. I might be more of a chaotic neutral than, you know, chaotic good or whatever. But listen, I, I was given I, I was given a scroll to come over here, place down that would, you know, take care of the gnome. I was just supposed to make sure that it happened. I wasn't even supposed to get involved with this thing. I was just paid to do a job. You can understand. But at this point, it's a moot point. And he's like coughing up blood. He's like, because I think I'm, I'm about to, to beef it. Go go say hello to old Bahamut in the sky. <laughs> uh, Glenn's like, we all we all know Bahamut died years ago, so you're not going to see him in the sky either. But hey, you don't tell me what my beliefs are. I'll tell you what I want to, and I just kind of like twirl the knife. And he goes so quickly before you know you reach the the cold nothing. Uh, are you coming from? Sorry, what's the town called? Rockhold? Rockdale. Rockdale. You're coming from Rockdale, or you come from farther parts? 
Uh, I mean, I come from farther places. I come from all over the place, traveled around a bunch. Um, I don't know why I'm telling you all this. This is not important. Um, but Well, I'm not trying to make you too uncomfortable because, I mean. Oh, yeah, no, for sure. Definitely these giant slices through my, my human, my, 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 dragon, my dragon body is uh, definitely not making me uncomfortable at all. I uh, totally understand. Um, no, I, roll me another, uh, roll me another persuasion. Roll me a persuasion check because you're kind of. Check. Yeah. Try to be less scary with it. Yeah. It's fucking still awful. Seven. <laughs> uh, yeah, he doesn't give you too much more. He's just like, yeah, you know, I, you know, I've been to Rockdale, of course, but I, not. Let me from. let me make you a proposition. I, I saw the shape of that guy's cart. I mean, he was kind of doomed to get screwed over, anyways, right? I mean, if you didn't take care of him, I was going to on my way by. So maybe there's a contract that can get fulfilled that I might be able to help you out with, or. Maybe oh, yeah, man. Hell yeah, I'll split this with you. More contracts. Yeah, yeah, I could split it with you. I think I like it was a pretty good amount of gold. I mean, I, it's uh okay, roll me a persuasion check with advantage actually on this. I like your I like your line of logic. You're 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 getting it getting to this guy. Uh better. 18 total. Okay, sweet. Um he's like, oh yeah, no, it has something to do with the with the fighting tournament. So uh there's uh, he was uh, someone didn't like to cut the jib with uh, what was, you know, the, the champions he was going to bring. So the whole point was getting rid of those. And uh, you know, damn, you want to go take that guy out. Uh, and we, I'll, I'll gladly help you collect on it. Yeah, no, I, I think that's, I think that's a good idea. I mean, I can, I can meet you back in Rockdale. I can uh, take care of this. So it doesn't even look like you were involved. I mean, you can go ahead and say that you, you hired a team to take care of it and, you know, really micromanagement is not really your skills that I can tell you go yeah. ahead and no I've been trying you know I, I try I always take things onto myself too much I really need to delegate more to be honest I, it's it's something I really struggle with hey man I sorry Glenn and I like hold out a hand to like shake his hand and he's very much bound sorry you you understand what what's your name uh my name's Orc Orc O-O-R-K Orc I have a friend named Udak that you might have might have met in a, f- a former life. Uh, nice to meet you. Where where do we turn this in? I mean, where where should I go meet you later? Who's who's yeah, this bounty? Yeah, that's, that's that's the rub. Um, we gotta we have to play a little bit close to the vest because uh, I don't think that you know they're gonna want anyone to know what's going on there. Uh, but I can uh, I mean I can if I make it back to town and you make it back to town and you help me make it back to town and. The, you know that that Baldor guy is dead. Then you know, Bing Bang Boom. We can collect on this thing, and uh, you don't even need to know who they are. It's fine. All right, Orc. I mean, it, it sounds and like as, as I'm doing this, I'm like cutting his hands free. Like it's, oh, it's cutting his hands off. <laughs> yeah. oh, no. uh, it sounds like a. It sounds like we've come to an agreement. Meet you back in Rockdale. Uh, consider Baldor taken care of. We might might make it a little more public. We like to you know spice things up. Me and my group. So we'll uh, see you back in Rockdale. Yeah. Down, yeah, yeah, sounds 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 great. I, I, hey, this is this is a good day. I like started off this thing. I thought you were gonna kill me, and then now you know, I, you know, this this is I like. He's like he's, he's kind of like getting ready to kind of start walking away. He's like he's like he's kind of like holding his uh, holding his side where he sliced into him pretty good, and he's he's like, all right, well, this is gonna be a long walk. Okay, um, I, yeah, I'll see you back in Rockdale. Um, I'm I appreciate your honesty and. Uh, trust and he's kind of like ow ow and he's walking he's starting to walk back towards <laughs> nice good luck orc it's pretty far and glenn starts walking back still in orc <laughs> form 
It just leaves him. <laughs> you just hear his, 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 like, kind of every step, ow, ow, getting further into the distance. Imagine at two health points, the wolves are going to take care of him. <laughs> <laughs> um, not, he has no spell components. He's not going to have a good time. He's not going to have a super good time. Uh, so, anyway, uh, getting back into Meteorez, uh, you see Glenn uh, kind of come walking back up uh, onto... Uh, you know, just kind of walking back down the pathway uh, as you all are talking to Baldor, and Baldor is like, "Where is your friend anyway?" And he's pointing, and you just see Glynn uh, kind of cresting, uh, uh, you know, coming back down the path towards you. Is he still an orc? Yes. Okay. And uh, he's just like, "Right, yeah, there he is. Right there." Ed. Oh, uh, a beefy fellow. Uh, you have this is uh, this is looking better and better with these. Uh, yeah, you, know, you might even be able to outperform the uh, the original champions I was bringing to the arena. When Glenn hears "beefy fellow," he like snarls and he goes, "You call me fat," and pulls out a knife and like holds it to Baldur's throat. Uh, easy day, easy day. This sorry, is sorry, sorry. Pull back. Sorry. It's uh, where where were you? I was just taking care of a. Uh... The other, the other issue that we had, but that's that's been resolved. Uh, well, that's good because we we've been having so many issues. I can't even keep track. I well, personally, I didn't even know we had another one. Right, there was that plenty is off of my mind. Right, there was plenty right in front of me. Yeah, that was big. That yeah. thing was awful. Right, I'm glad you went off to fight the invisible thing that I well, couldn't look, see. I mean, butterflies aren't going to chase themselves. Right. Yes. And then he like looks over to Baldur's like I have a soft side and like holds the knife to him. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, well, quickly the guys goes. Uh, I need to talk to you guys for just a little bit over here. Great. And we do like the group huddle. Like, good. We need to talk to you about this over here. I just basically tell them that uh, there's a guy named Orc who was paid to kill baldor and we have a potential contract for killing this guy if we don't like him right well uh we have potential gold to fight for this guy in some tournament thing that sounds like a win-win we can either kill him and get gold or we can fight for him get gold and then maybe kill him and get gold right gold all around that's win-win-win but i just don't know if we need him to fight for gold so can we kill him yeah, get I mean, gold. Maybe that, that's that's our that's our bounty in. We'll we'll but, we'll give him the trip to Rockdale to change our mind whether or not we kill him. But oh, I don't actually know. I don't know anything about him. I'd kill him to kill him, and that's not really me. So I was gonna say that's not really lawful good. That's not that's not very. Much. I mean, I think he he's evolving, too. guys. He's evolving. <laughs> Let him turn evil. Cosmo's <laughs> gonna be the big bad. Uh, Rager, what do you think? Well, I don't necessarily think that, like, my, my, we shouldn't make any quick decisions. Like, like, I think he sucks, too, but, I mean, with the thing you said and, like, the thing he said. Somebody maybe, wants them dead. Maybe. We're just bystanders. Well, I'm going to do everything I can to keep and I'm pretty sure the guy that wanted him dead didn't do a very good job of it, and the only reason he's alive is because us. Glenn found someone with a slightly more askew moral compass, and he felt like he needed to help him. But yeah, I don't have a counter argument with that one. That's pretty much right on the head there, Ranker. That's alarming coming from you. Uh, I, I I think you nailed it. I think we can uh, go ahead and decide as we're we're heading to Rockdale. Sounds like we have a gold flow. 
maybe this guy actually is a little more altruistic than he seems on the surface. Yeah, maybe he, he's going to like win this gold and build an orphanage. Yep, he didn't seem like he was up to no good. He just said he was wandering, minding his own business, and got attacked. And uh, oh, I'm I, crying. He was crying over his his fallen comrades, right? Uh, I think he was more about his stuff. Yeah, mostly his okay, stuff. Okay, we're gonna file that into the cons column. Right. We'll we'll make a list. Right. Well, we should walk in list. Smart, 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 smart. I'm going to sit in the back. I'm gonna try to keep this form up as long as I can. I was gonna say uh, you're still an orc. I feel, yeah, it feels weird being green, but I kind of like it. And he just like he's trying to do the the flaily sleeves, but they're not there anymore. He's just ripped. He's like, I feel weird. Uh, but, yeah. I green. don't think I should be traveling as myself right now, too. Because when I was talking to Zephyr, he said that one of those bounties were for me. So as long as I'm under the radar, it's probably better for the group. Well, then there's still one left. But nevertheless, we probably shouldn't tell anybody that. Okay, fake names. What are we going with? He points to Cosmo. What's your fake name? Uh, Gotta be something totally different. Dale. Solid. <laughs> Looks to Rangram. Rangram, fake name. Totally different. Writing this oh, down. Think, think Mystique. R- Rob? Rock. R- Rock. Yep. That's probably different than Rangram, technically. I'm going by Bob. Rangram, no one ever suspects a Bob. Right. Well... Currently, this other guy thinks there's also four of us on accident. I don't even understand how that could have happened, but I'm okay with it. Right. So somehow there's four of us, and he's just always watching. How Where that? is your other friend, by the way? You said there was four of you. We'll get to it. <laughs> he's so annoying, right? Jeez. Oh, so Glenn just snarls at him. <laughs> All right. Into the cart. Let's go. And then Glenn's going to, like, climb into the back where the forge is and like very much out of the way and immediately kind of cover himself head to toe so he doesn't need to keep the spell up for the travel but like nice. trying to be out of sight out of mind um you see uh you see uh baldor kind of walk over and like pull like try to pick up like a few articles of clothing that aren't completely like sucked into the ground or like destroyed and like kind of like drapes them over his arms, like dusting them off as he's walking over. Maybe he gets like three articles of clothing and kind of walks over to the cart and is like pulling him up, like walks over to the edge of it. And like Cosmo and Rangram, you're kind of loaded up on the front of it. And he just kind of like puts his arm out to you as if to like, you're going to help him lift him into the cart. Oh, he's going to die. He's so screwed. Well, Oh, he coughed at you. Ringwood just kind of pulls him up and like, it's not gently. He's just like, ah! why, 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 why am I the one doing the nice things now? Busy like mutters to himself <laughs> as he gets the cart going. As we, as we go by the cart, um, can I kind of peek out the back and I'm looking for any like emblemage or specific symbols that was on his cart. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you uh, <laughs> you go by it, and right on the back of it, like a sh- like a ship would have, and like really emblazoned lettering, like em- like actual like embossed lettering. Uh, it oh, says no. Baldor the Bountiful. Oh God! What the tackiest n- nobleman? You, uh, Glenn's gonna steal from him I'm so gonna, badly. Yeah, it's not gonna go well. Um. I- but yeah, you leave this extremely strange scene where there's like literally a horse upside down, like horse's legs like sticking out of the ground. Like there's it's just like this 
a very odd uh, scene uh, and very uh, un <laughs> uh, like kind of unritualistic of this, you know, to, to just leave all these like dead bodies and stuff like half buried in the ground and whatnot. But in this like basically broken in half ship esque uh, carriage that is uh, half sunk in the ground as well as you all kind of head away, uh, continuing south, kind of west towards. Uh, towards the mountains, like so you're getting close to the Spina Peaks, which is kind of like the spine that runs along the left-hand side of Sakal, um, kind of separating you from being able to see the ocean, uh, which is right there. The coast is right there on the other side of the Spina Peaks. And so as you're kind of heading down and, and you're being kind of like just going along this pathway towards um, uh, towards Rockdale, uh, you're you're sitting there and um, from time to time, Baldor will... Uh, you know, kind of engage in some sort of conversation, which always ends up talking about himself and his oh, own, uh, his, you know, his own, uh, the things he's accomplished in his, uh, his adventuring that he's uh, done over the years and all these, like, are they, are just, any of them good? Like, did he save like an orphanage that was on fire or like, did he help any kittens or was it like, I helped cripple all the mom and pop shops in my small town with my, so, do you Amazon. ask him any of this or do you let him talk? As he's talking, random Rangroom casts silence on his own head. <laughs> I so think he's... that would—I would think that would encompass the entire cart, wouldn't it? Oh yeah, yes, it would. But that's what he wants to do. Okay, I'll say that. Yeah, if, I think that's great. I think you should do that. <laughs> uh, Glenn is not asking this. This is—I'm just trying to interpret. That, like, listen to the stories. Definitely not you, asking questions. He's trying to you, be literally out of sight, out of mind. You get the feeling that. Um, he was saying anything that will make him sound good. Um, so like sometimes okay. it'll, it'll be that he, you know, saved a, you know, a bunch of puppies or whatever, but it's always, it always ends up with him. It's never like telling stories about like someone else who's done something. It's always mm-hmm. been like him very much uh, single-handedly saving the day, Baldur the Bountiful and in his, un, his unending, uh, you know, patronage and uh, accomplishments. Um, but yeah, so I'll say that you all travel uh, in varied levels of discomfort and annoyance with Baldor as uh, you get closer in it. Kind of as the sun is setting, you're, you start, uh, you actually see uh, basically smoke and all these, the, you know, the, the lights of this town is like the sun setting behind the Spina Peak. So like the uh, the town of Rockdale would actually be kind of thrown into, um, which is it's not at the base of the Spina Peaks, but it's close enough. It's kind of up toward, against the forest that kind of is, is you know, growing along the peaks uh, there. And so, like, you're uh, pulling into town as, uh, it, like, pulling, you know, up towards Rockdale as this is, like, as the sun is going down. And what you're seeing is this, like, it's a town that is, um, I would say, like, large town, small city in scale. It's uh, the, the it's a lot more, like, it's probably two to three times the size of Tin Town as far as its actual scale. The buildings themselves are, like, multitudes of stories some of them and like there are small buildings but then are also some like much more lavish buildings especially towards the middle of town and as you're kind of like seeing this kind of tiered effect where like these smaller buildings kind of build up to these like much more lavish and kind of like you can tell that there is like a much more wealth here than on some of the other towns that you visit in the past like Whitford is no is nowhere near this level um you also see that in the center of town is this monstrous coliseum probably like two stories tall big and round um and is like fully just marbled out like it is the absolute gleaming center the light that is kind of being the last light of day that's kind of coming over the Spina Peaks is kind of like reflecting off of this like mirrored uh, marble surface of this uh, massive coliseum this arena that is in the center of town um, and that is kind of what you see as you pull into Rockdale and uh, that is where we're going to leave today sweet I'm going to rob the hell out of this guy <laughs> <laughs>